Here we are. Here we are. Mm. Hello. Mm. Hello. That's a good one. <laughs> Welcome like to Wakwan. Spooky Wakwan. <laughs> Happy almost Halloween. Yes, it's almost Halloween. We're very excited. Yes, we are. We're some spooky gals. Uh-huh. If everything goes according to plan, this should be coming out on the 30th. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so technically not Halloween, but the day before. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. M- most people probably listen to it the next day anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we decided that we would kind of break our little routine that we have for postings in terms of mini sods and just go absolutely rogue and make <laughs> another one for oh, yeah. only spooky things. Yeah. So that we're Halloween-esque. Yes. So today we have... A, a similar no that's not the word i'm looking for accumulated yes we've accumulated some spooky questions mm-hmm. each of us have three questions surrounding some spooky topics <laughs> <laughs> some spooky cockings <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i meant to say that's fine. can anyway. you tell i'm not all the way here <laughs> oh my god it's been a long life yeah man. it's been a long <sighs> Like, like four months yeah, i don't like know three months, i feel like i haven't been <sighs> fully available for myself in a while but uh we're here mm-hmm. and that's it i'm massively pregnant yeah i'm like 20 weeks now and uh i feel like a big balloon <laughs> Shakira, she's like, I feel round. <laughs> I feel round, yeah. Like an egg. Like an egg. Um, but a very cute egg. Make yeah. all the other eggs go more. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> um <sighs> Okay. Questions. Yes. Alright, my question for you is what is your dream Halloween costume? Mm. But this is hyphenated by you can hire a professional makeup artist. You can have somebody design a costume for you. I mean, go all the fuck out. Uh Like there is nothing holding you back. No money, no time, no energy. (laughs) Somebody else can help you. What am I doing with this costume? Where am I going? Just a Halloween costume. Where am I going? I don't know. Maybe it's like a really (gasps) nice Halloween party. But it's like everybody's going to go like all the way out in whatever they're going to do. What is your choice? It sounds kind of basic but i honestly might pick sally from nightmare before christmas because i love her dress and Mm -hmm. i love her makeup and all that so maybe i'd do that Hmm. or maybe i'd be really weird and be like the most convincing bottle of mustard you've ever seen you know like something like that you just see something walk into the party like is that is that (laughs) oh my god that is like a a life-size bottle of mustard (laughs) yeah holy shit yeah it's just me it's just you um yeah so either one of those i love that those have no connection to one another in the slightest (laughs) yep you're welcome for that thank you i appreciate it um so i realized i didn't pick a spooky question but i'm just a rebel you know i'm just a rebel gal i was just gonna ask if you could start any nonprofit, what would you pick oh okay i've actually thought about this a lot i figured (laughs) that's that's your kind of thing (laughs) um so i've actually realized i was doing a bit of googling there is no correct me if i'm wrong Uh but as far as my research has taken me, there is no nonprofit that takes care of like getting homeless people back on their feet, mm-hmm. like at all. Like yeah, there's, not really. yeah, like they'll take you in, they'll let you shower and whatever, right? But I'm talking like job counseling. I'm talking mm-hmm. like counseling, counseling. I'm talking like giving you food, giving you shelter, giving yeah. you clothing to wear to an interview, like mm-hmm. giving you a place that you can like give like an actual address right. for if you need to like, I don't know, have mail sent somewhere. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that is something that is missing. Mm, I like that. So if I could create a nonprofit, I would be getting non like or uh, shelterless people yeah a place to stay mm. a place that they can feel safe i love it because that's another thing too it's like if you don't have like a place that you can like lock the doors at the end of the mm-hmm. night like it's really like i you don't just know. like stay stuck in survival mode basically. exactly like i just i'd feel like that's not any sort of way to live and it's like really hard on your body and your mental yeah, state for sure definitely not so, good yeah okay I like I, that. super weird off the wall <laughs> thing but yeah i thought about that recently so 
<sighs> if someone can help me make it happen, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go, baby. We do live in uh, the Seattle region that has a large amount of homeless people. Yeah. And a new serial killer, apparently. Yeah. Spooky time, baby. Spooky time, baby. New serial killer. Woo. Yeah. Did it's they ever figure out... Do you remember when there was like a TikTok that was made of like... I think it was alkyd cases be- yeah. yeah i remember it that. was multiple people yeah. and they were like chopped up in like suitcases okay, yeah. yeah i feel like there needs to be like a content warning before this episode <laughs> but yeah like it just was really i remember hearing unsettling. and i don't remember hearing anything after yeah i feel like I feel like I heard something after the fact, but this may be completely unconnected, where it was like two people that had been like renting an apartment from somebody or something Mm -hmm. and like something had gone south with (laughs) that and like they like murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I will do some more research and maybe we can do an Alki Beach like suitcase uh, yeah episode i don't know but yeah i yeah. don't know apparently there's a new one though yeah super fun and yeah. it's like right next to where alicia lives so that's oh yeah I'm, super it's like cool. in the heart of where i live yeah like hell yeah i guess um, um i read a thing that said that they found like four women who were like dismembered and put in similar poses yeah. and um that all four of them had been out drinking at bars like the between like midnight and 7 a.m the night before Hmm. they went missing so that's kind of what it seems like the demographic is yeah which i mean i guess you're safe right now because you're pregnant but yeah i don't do anything that late yeah still like i don't know have the have those women been identified yet do they have names not to them? that i know i tried to look it up and i couldn't find much about it gotcha to be honest I, yeah. I mean i saw stuff on like social media and that was pretty much it yeah let's hope the season of justice comes in and is like mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. it's been a while since we have had a serial killer baby yes it has especially in this area mm-hmm. not like we're trying to like accumulate them or no, anything but God, no <laughs> not the vibe oh wally was like at uh hanging out with one of his friends last night who lives um right in the area that a bunch of kids who go to u-dub like the dorm areas oh and, um, um like the u district area yeah um because he lives in one of the dorms in the u district area mm-hmm. and uh i picked him up probably around like 10 and it was right after i had heard that that there was like a new serial killer and i was like there's so many girls out and about right now it's scaring me i'm like get home get safe i hope you guys have knives yeah exactly <sighs> That's my next nonprofit. I'm just gonna <laughs> go around and hand out knives to people. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, okay. Okay, so my first question is why do we trick or treat? That's a good question. I have no idea why. Um, and I'm about to educate <laughs> you. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, so trick or treating is a fairly odd practice that is entirely normal amongst common society. Yeah. So how did it become a thing? Wow. Trick or treating can be traced back as far as the ancient Celts. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is where Halloween, as we know it, got its start. The tradition began as a celebration of Samhain, which mm-hmm. I'm probably pronouncing wrong. I think it's Samhain. Okay. We'll roll with it if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm wrong. That's it's fine. fine. Um, the Celts believed that on the night of October 31st, the dead would return to Earth. And on this night, people would light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. Why don't we do that? Huh? What? Why don't we do that? I don't know. Actually, I feel like our relationship with death as a society is really fucked. I agree. Um, and that's why I want a green burial. <laughs> I love that. We can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> During some of these celebrations, people would dress themselves in animal skins to drive away evil spirit visitors. <laughs> nice. <laughs> can I like you imagine that. coming across a man like in a in, bear suit? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> keep away from me, ghosts. Yay! <laughs> um, as time passed and knowledge of the celebration spread, people in later centuries would begin to dress as ghosts, demons, and other evil spirits. They would perform antics in exchange for food or drink. This <laughs> practice was called mumming. Mumming. And is one of the earliest ties to current day trick-or-treating. Okay. It's that costume uh, antics thing. Yeah. Being spooky. Being a spooky little Being boy. Being a spooky little clown boy. Mm-hmm. By the 9th century, Christianity had made its way to Celtic lands and Great. Christian beliefs leaves began to merge with older pagan traditions oh that's always so great when that happens Ah, love it we love love colonizers (laughs) (laughs) um in a thousand ad the christian church designated november 2nd as all souls day Hmm. this was not 
unlike the celebrations of Samhain, except for they basically just gentrified it and mm-hmm. packaged it in a sweet little Christian bow. Oh my god, okay. Um, on this day, the dead were to be honored, bonfires were lit, and people dressed in masquerades. So basically, the same. Just the same thing. On All Souls Day, poor people would visit the homes of the wealthy and receive pastries called soul cakes <laughs> in exchange for their promise to pray for the souls of the wealthy family's dead <laughs> relatives. <laughs> Shut up, that's so I'm, stupid. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Okay, anyways, this is even funnier. Eventually, this practice became known as souling, and the responsibility was taken up by the children who would go door to door to ask for gifts such as food, money, or ale. Or so, ale. literally, it was like, okay, kids, it's October 31st. Go to the rich families who believe in All Souls Day yeah. and get as much shit as you can so that yeah. we can make it through the fucking winter. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like, yes, ma'am, I'll pay for your dead uncle, and then of you course. just like scoop all their right. shit. And then I don't give a fuck about your dead uncle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wild. Um, In Scotland and Ireland, the young people took to dressing up or guising. They would go door to door accepting gifts from various homes. Rather than promising prayers for the dead, though, they would sing a song, tell a joke, recite a poem, (laughs) or perform. I know. Or perform a trick of some sort to collect their goodies. (laughs) So basically, it was like a little porch talent show. Yeah. You like knock on the door. You're like, da, 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 da. I hate that. Yeah. That and then they would painful. give you shit. That sounds like something I would not have done as a kid. Because I... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you were in like a thousand AD, you'd be like, yeah, for sure. Okay, maybe. Maybe if I'm in a thousand AD. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like times are a little different. A little um, bit. So trick-or-treating in the U.S., America is a melting pot of ideas and cultures from other countries, and trick-or-treating is no different. Mm-hmm. As people began to immigrate rapidly in the mid-19th century, particularly the Irish, mm-hmm. fleeing the potato famine of the 1840s, Halloween became more popular mm-hmm. um, because of the Irish and Scottish communities. Yeah. So the Irish and Scottish communities began to revive their traditions in the early 20th century with souling and guising. However, by the 1920s, pranks became the Halloween activity of choice for young Americans. Makes sense. That's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) We just take something super cool and super traditional and say, fuck it. Let's make a fool of someone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This overall was not helped by the economic climate of the time. The Great Depression exacerbated the problem and pranks began to devolve into vandalism, assault, and spontaneous violence. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, even today, like, people will, like, TV people's houses and, like, egg their houses and shit. Which is, like... Which is weird. It's just a dumb kid thing, I guess. Yeah. If they're kids, if they're adults, then they're just sad people. It is widely assumed that the chaos of the 1920s is what led to the adoption of organized community-led trick-or-treating traditions Mm. of the 1930s. So this saw a dip in the 1940s with the World War II sugar rations, but the baby boomers brought that tradition right back to town um so like as soon as like the war was over as soon as sugar rations were dropped Mm -hmm. the baby boomers were like i want to dress in a costume and get treats yeah um and just a little interesting tidbit americans spend about 2.6 billion dollars on candy that's so for halloween i know just thought that was interesting makes sense i love candy although like now the thought of eating as many Snickers as I mm. did back then makes me feel physically ill. Me too. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure what changed. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. The other night we went to a friend's house and they had like bucket, like multiple big bowls of candy. Mm. And they were like put the whole time. They're like, we have so much candy. Eat as much as you want. Why do they and have so much candy? Because they just bought like a bunch of bags of candy, I guess. And, um, and so I was, like, eating a good amount of candy, but, like, I saw Wally eat way too much candy, and he was drinking, too. Oh, he's probably feeling great after that. Yeah, we got home, and he puked, and he was, Ah, like, there it is. He was, like, I don't even think I puked because of the alcohol. It was the candy, man. I had way too much candy. I was, like, I tried to stop you. I really did, but I can't. I can only do so much, man. Yeah. He had way too much candy. I guess he'll be thinking about that twice. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Do you remember those fruit Tootsie Rolls that we used oh, to get? Oh, okay. yeah. Those Sometimes were the best I do ever. be craving those. Me too. Like the blue vanilla one was the oh, best. Oh, those were so good. Or the, I liked the, uh, the green ones. Were those apple? I think so. Or like oh, lime, maybe. So fucking I, honestly, good. Honestly, all of them are 
stink except the orange ones because i don't like orange i love stuff. the orange ones i know i don't like orange <laughs> anything i'm a hater i loved the orange ones wally loves orange stuff so i give all my orange stuff to him or you can just save them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> uh again it's an auditory podcast i did that little finger touch <laughs> thing little finger touch <laughs> i remember once i babysat your pets while you guys were on vacation your mom gave, gave me like a huge bag of starburst and i picked out every single orange one and put them in a big baggie for my dad mm-hmm. and he said he like brought it to work and someone was like dude do you only eat the orange <laughs> ones and he was like no my daughter just doesn't like them that's so fucking funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay your turn okay enlighten me Mm-mm. okay so i have always heard the that they used to use chocolate for fake blood in movies oh i've um, heard that too especially mm-hmm. like black and white movies yeah and so i was curious about that because i was like i wonder if that's actually true hmm. so i investigated like w- like chocolate sauce or like warm chocolate chocolate sauce baby okay, cool. they get lost sure. in the sauce they get lost in that so chocolate before sauce. fake blood was used in movies there was a famous parisian theater called the grand guignol i told I told myself I'd look up how to say that, but I didn't. (laughs) Alas. (laughs) It looks like Guignol. Can we get a spelling? (laughs) G-U-I-G-N-A-L. Guignol, right? I think Guignol is fine. (laughs) I'm sure it maybe maybe say with a French accent. Guignol. Guignol. (laughs) Maybe it's like Guignol. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. If you're from France, I'm sure there's nobody in France. Turn it off. Um, and they were known for their horror shows and scary performances, inclu- which included a lot of fake blood. Um, they opened in 1897 and they closed in 1962 and they had their own secret recipe for blood, which, uh, was never a, like a proven thing because it was like a house secret, mm. but it's believed to be a heated mixture of carmine pigment, which is derived from insects. I think it was just the red coloring basically. But yeah. Ew, I'm sorry. All I'm thinking about is like a ton of smush bugs. I, that's what I was thinking too. And glycerol which is just like sugar syrup basically yeah and when fake blood was needed for movies at the time in black and white they found red blood didn't actually contrast well like on the black and white tv and it looked like too shiny and color mm. like bright almost like fake yeah exactly and so uh what they used most was hershey's chocolate syrup baby oh so it is true yeah legit just like the chocolate syrup like in a hershey's bottle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on black and white film it had the right viscosity and look and a lot of old movies went with this route um including alfred hitchcock's psycho uh mm-hmm. he used chocolate for the blood in that movie and when movies began filming in color people became very crafty to make fake blood look like the right color and viscosity one of the first color bloody movies was herschel gordon lewis's blood fest blood feast oh i was like ew and then i was like ew <laughs> um, this blood needed to be edible due to what they were doing like it was supposed to be coming out of their mouths and stuff gotcha um so they he used red dye and kaopesitate um which is an anti-acid slash anti-diarrhea medicine <laughs> oh my I god know. like that's okay, so wait. weird did that make any of them like ill i i didn't see anything about it making them ill okay but i definitely had that thought too because i was like that's not you're not supposed to just be like drinking medicine like that that's well i just feel like regardless of how many because it's essentially like tums or anti-diarrheal yeah, basically you're like pepto i guess yeah kind of. essentially but like i hope it didn't cause a blockage like, <laughs> yeah. just, like, that's no all i'm shitting. thinking yeah oh, <laughs> above all they be shitting <laughs> oh my god or um, not shitting in this not case. shitting <laughs> Uh, Kensington Gore was popular in the 60s and 70s. So basically, after black and white movies, um, it got hard to... people. There's like a million recipes for fake blood, essentially. And mm-hmm. people tried out a whole lot of stuff. Um, and this was made from a sugary syrup-based, uh, which set the standard for fake blood, which is yeah. still what most people do now, is a sugary syrup base. Uh, Dick Smith... <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Dick Smith was a highly renowned makeup artist of his day. <laughs> known for making really good fake blood but it was like poisonous so you couldn't like drink it what like, the fuck was he making it out of like cyanide well apparently he did the he did the makeup for mo- the exorcist and the godfather and the taxi driver oh. um so he did a lot of movies but it was a syrup based with the addition of methylparaben which is a preservative and um as well as kodak photo flow photography wedding agent that made it unsafe 
safe for consumption but i guess um that stuff would make it like seep into clothes like nor like blood actually does oh okay it gave it that look of like seeping into clothes that's like really hard to get apparently Mm. so it's like it looked really good but it was poisonous and like you couldn't get it in your mouth and i don't i I imagine i would be just scared to be near it yeah i was like it's probably not even good to just have on your skin yeah (laughs) and there's so many recipes uh now adding all kinds of things to make it look real but um generally people use a sugary syrup base and now uh it's becoming more and more common to just use cgi for fake it's apparently dude you know fight club you use cgi for all of their blood apparently wait what yeah that's what it said like that's what i said when i was looking into it okay well maybe it was fine yeah i guess a lot of movies are doing cgi fake blood so maybe that's kind of where the history of fake blood heads towards um that's what i got that's the history of fake blood my friends hell to the yeah <laughs> i feel so toasty i I'm just a pregnant toasty girl you want me to put it on the fan or open a window it's okay i just am warm it's just my constant state i got too much blood in my body <laughs> i can yeah it is right there i can turn it okay, on okay 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 i'm turning it on okay <clears throat> i'll be back after this quick break <laughs> 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 oh my god you're so chaotic zoo stands up he's like what's going on hi it's like a whole ordeal to get myself back in this little area yeah you kind of like really tuck yourself into the yeah you kind of got yeah next question go for it uh why are black cats considered spooky Aww. or bad or evil Aww. or unlucky basically just why are we fucking hating on why black are kids such haters kitties oh. oh my god i cannot speak today it is fine it's fine um okay black cats have been linked to the occult since the 13th century because of a church document written by pope gregory the ninth oh wonderful thanks gregory thanks fucking gregory the ninth you're not special you're the ninth yeah the ninth person named gregory loser what a loser okay in the document black cats were stated to be the incarnation of satan oh my god shut the fuck (laughs) up that's so fucking stupid i know right it's not even like that's just the link to it it's not even like oh well that's like the end all be all Mm -hmm. like because it keeps going it keeps going through history so this came during a time when the church was actively sanctioning witch or heretic hunts and black cats with their ties to Satan were quickly tied to witches. Mm-hmm. In this time, witches were those practicing pre-Christian pagan traditions. Awesome. So basically anybody who wasn't like Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, Early on, the Christian church coexisted with the quote-unquote witches, but as time progressed and the church gained power, witches began to be seen as competition for the people's hearts and minds. So basically like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. Um, this is where the hunting and persecution of witches began to rise. Cats were also seen as a threat by the church because of their lack of respect for authority. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. They do have a lack know, of respect right? for authority. <laughs> the church saw women and animals that were fiercely independent as challengers to their oh own my power. God. How weak. Imagine like, being oh like God. threatened by a cat. Yeah, that's so <laughs> crazy because it won't listen to you and like cower down. At I you. know. And they were like, I read this article. It was like somebody who is a historian about like black cats and like the occult and shit. And they were like, well, it's just because like, you know, dogs are so like loving and like they'll like, you know, bow down to you essentially. Yeah, but cats listen. are like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, At some point in history, cats in general began to be narrowed down to just black cats. Many historians are still unsure why that is, but some theorize that black cats had an advantage for mousing at night, and that Mm. made them more of a desirable pet for the practical quote-unquote witches. Yeah, So they were like, well, we'll keep just the black cats around because they have that advantage of hunting at night, and like also hunting during the day. They're just, you know, doing their thing. Um, eventually these beliefs and the fear of witches traveled over to the U.S. with the colonists with our sweet little witch hunt mm-hmm. in, what was it, Salem? Um, with it, so did the idea of familiars and witches who could actually turn into black cats themselves as, like, turning into their familiars, essentially. Yeah. This likely evolved from many women accused of witchcraft having cats as pets. 
<laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can't even have a fucking cat and be a woman. I know. It's so sacrilegious. Another funny fact that I came across um, in terms of cats being considered evil. Uh-huh. It's not funny in the beginning, but the irony of it is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so cats were tied to this idea of evil and killing them was not an uncommon practice, oh. especially in medieval times. Yeah. However, during the bubonic plague, cats were further blamed for the spread of the plague mm-hmm. and killing cats started to happen at a larger scale. Yeah. And like it was basically like you see a cat, you fucking murder it. Because yeah. you're like, oh well, it's spreading the bubonic plague. Yeah. Um the irony in this is the cats were actually killing the rats yeah, that were spreading the bubonic plague. <laughs> so the bubonic plague actually began to spread faster as people killed more the cats. Rats. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, wow. just a cute little funny Love fact. That. So what about b- the superstition of uh, black cats crossing your path? Mm-hmm. Black cats crossing your path were originally thought to be on a mission from a witch. Mm-hmm. They themselves were a witch or it was Satan himself oh, who was okay. like crossing your cool. path. None of which a normal person would want to run into during the time. I suppose. So that is why it started to become a bad omen. Hmm. Um, it also started to, during the Renaissance era, seeing a black cat was thought to be a familiar sent by a witch to do you harm. <laughs> so many peasants of the day would rush to the nearest church after seeing a black cat <laughs> and pay the, to have the priest bless them to rid them of any curses that oh the cat God. may have laid upon That's them. so stupid. It's a fucking cat, I know. Bro. It's a cat. I guarantee you the cat was just like, just vibing, you know? just hanging out. Mm-hmm living its life um and also i would like to call out during this Mm -hmm. bastet not that um the egyptian cat goddess oh yeah um there was a whole episode where i was just screaming bat Uh and i would like to apologize profusely (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so funny um bastet Bastet. is a cat goddess often depicted as a black cat Uh and known to be very uh venerated by the egyptians Mm. at least like religiously during that time yeah um so bastet is the goddess of home domesticity women's secrets which i'm not sure what a woman's secret is but i love it um cats fertility and childbirth okay she was also said to protect the home from evil spirits so so she protects from evil yeah so it's like it's almost like you know cats are kind of good luck super cool (laughs) we love cats i've literally i've had cats my entire life i love cats i know me too i also think that in other because a lot of this was just like italy like i don't know like the places you'd normally think of when you're like oh the medieval times like yeah england and fucking europe basically yeah but like in Scotland and stuff, they were like, "Yeah, cats are fucking lit." Oh, I love that. So they were all about the cats. Just another uh, reason doing. why the Scots are pretty cool, if I do say <laughs> so myself. Are you Scottish? Um, I don't. Well, actually, I think I am. Ooh, by like a smudge. Yeah, but that's cool. Honestly, like I don't know what I am. I want to take a twenty-three in me. I took like a ancestry.com test and I have my results somewhere, but I need to pull them up. So maybe <laughs> I can after the break tell you how Scottish I am. I can't wait. speaking of breaks (laughs) speaking of breaks yes Uh we stand binks i just wanted to say oh yes we do stand binks megan's black cat binks we love her she's a good luck to omen she is she only has eyes for the the good in life yeah i don't know she's she's kind of chaotic but like in the best (laughs) way she's sweet we love Mm -hmm. her yes we do bink stinks bink stinks (laughs) 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 um on another note, I just watched Hocus Pocus recently, and watching oh. it with her was so cute. Oh, that's awesome. Because it was like, Binks! And I was like, Binks! Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. I haven't watched Hocus Pocus since I was like little. I know. I should watch it. Highly recommend. Ooh, maybe if you watch that, then you can watch the second one with me. Okay. Because I've been wanting to watch it, but Riley's like never been into like watching children's movies for I fun. I love children's so. movies. Oh my God. Me too. <laughs> Wally's not super into children's movies either, yeah. so I just watch them by myself. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Plan. Okay, we'll All be right. back. And we're back. We've returned better than ever. And full of piss. Full of piss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
Okay. It's right. my turn, baby. Yes, it is. So, uh, my question, was there actually a dead body hanging in the Wizard of Oz? Because uh, I feel like most of us have heard that that was a yeah. thing. Um, it's interesting. So, I basically just kind of went on a deep dive of the history of Wizard of Oz, which is sad. Yeah. It's, do you know much about it? Like you, <laughs> I've heard quite a lot about yeah. it. Um, I feel like different podcasts and different movies will cover different things so right. it's like i'm always like finding new stuff out but like that whole movie set was fucked, fucked like big time yeah like um okay so uh if you dive into the wizard of oz history there's a lot of tragic details that went into the making judy garland was um the girl who played dorothy and she was abused really heavily as a child actress mm. uh at the hands of Louis B. Mayer, uh, who was the head of MGM Movie Studios, who was really involved in the making of the film. Yeah. Um, and she was reportedly forced to uh, smoke a pack of cigarettes a day to keep her skinny and also do meth because it kept her awake because they had her awake for really long periods of time. And she was 16 and 17 when this movie was okay. being made. Well, no wonder she turned into a drug exactly, addict. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and she, like, wasn't allowed to eat a whole lot. And, like, cigarettes, like, suppress your appetite. Yeah. And so they, like, were, like, very adamant of, like, keep smoking, keep smoking. And so she would, yeah, I know. That's it's so fucked, fucked up. Um, And I'm pretty sure uh, her parents were all, like, not great. Like, they were, like, kind of, like, feeding into this. Because oh, they were I'm like, sure. oh, she's going to be famous. You yeah. know, make us lots of money. And uh, which, uh, less than 10 years after the film was created, uh, she attempted suicide for the first time at the age of, like, 26 27 which is fucking tragic love it right the man who was originally cast to play the tin man buddy ebson ended up in an iron lung after the silver makeup that they used on him was uh discovered to be made from aluminum powder oh right so he uh and it got in his lungs um making him way too sick to complete the movie he was in an iron lung bro that's not good i don't think he died but like he had like severe complications from it like after that Well, yeah because it's not good to be breathing in that shit no not at all um the wicked witch margaret hamilton suffered second and third degree burns on her face and hands i've heard this one right from uh because they were using fire to create smoke because they have smoke in multiple scenes um and after she spent like 11 days in the hospital i think or no uh she spent a quite a few days in the hospital and she only agreed to come back if she didn't have to work with fire anymore Mm -hmm. and so they got a stunt double to deal with all the fire instead uh but then the stunt double ended up spending 11 days in the hospital after sitting on her broom which was basically a metal smoking pipe and the reportedly the burns on her legs never healed properly and like they continued to hurt constantly like her whole life yeah i mean (laughs) to build on that too i've also heard that the makeup that they used like the way that they tried to get it that green color it was uh, to oh, use yeah. like copper or oxidized copper of some sort and like yeah. mix it into the paint but the problem is that that's also super flammable yeah. so when she got burnt it was like double that's so and then up. before they could even take her to the hospital they had to wash off that makeup <gasps> with like alcohol <gasps> and shit oh so like God. she was in fucking that's pain. like the worst thing ever yeah. i can't and so and for one of the seediest legends of all is is there a hanging munchkin in the um in the back of the movie apparently 45 minutes into the movie when dorothy the the lion and the tin man decide to stick together singing we're off to see the wizard in the background a grainy shadow that looks like one of the munchkins hanging can be seen and when the movie was released in 1980 or when it was re-released in 1989 the scene had been changed and the shadow was no longer there and that's kind of when the it wasn't when it first came out that this suspicion uh, arose. It was more so in, like, the 90s. Probably because, um, like, when you try to cover something up, it's more like... Everyone's like, what? Mm, I notice a difference, you yeah. know? Uh, what they claim is that they had, like, h- hired or rented a bunch of animals from a nearby zoo to make it look like really lively including a crane and they say Mm. that it's just the shadow from one of the cranes like stretching up in a certain way that's kind of that's kind of the answer to it reportedly the munchkins all stayed in a hotel and they were very drunk and rowdy (laughs) and the police had to be called like almost every single night oh my god um what i found interesting about this just continuing the sad backstory of it yeah was that this this uh movie was filmed right after the great depression and a lot of these munchkins had been working for carnivals and freak shows before this um 
so yeah so they didn't necessarily come from and i mean being like a little person was like not like you, yeah. you probably got like bullied a lot you know basically yeah um and uh according to jerry Marin, one of the last mu- the last munchkin to die at age 97 in 2018 dude um he says that their behavior was overstated and cited a combination of excitement for many of them this was the first time that they'd ever seen other little people in their life like he Aww. said that like he'd, he'd never seen yeah. another little person before they did this movie so he said that they just were like really excited about like other little people and then i guess got too drunk and rowdy a little bit <laughs> but he says it was overstated but like judy garland says that it was like like she has really bad things to say about the munchkins because oh, she shit. was like she was like yeah they were like insane and the cops were always getting called and they were loud and not good damn <laughs> i mean i feel like when you find a community of right. people that you've never like been able to connect with before i would also be yeah like, exactly like you gotta have some go. sympathy yeah. for him i feel yeah. like Marin recalled saying my father worked in a hotel making five dollars a week i got fifty dollars a week on the film and yet terry the dog playing totoro was paid 125 dollars a week so that also just kind of shows holy yeah shit. that's so fucked up <laughs> <laughs> i am astounded uh-huh megan looks shook i am very shook reportedly the munchkins hadn't arrived on the set till after the scene had been filmed and i think due to the craziness of the movie and the reputation of the munchkins that this was kind of just a blown up rumor so yeah. i did not think there was a dead body in the back of the wizard of oz yeah i've always heard that it like was a myth and it was just mm-hmm. a bird like every single time yeah. somebody brings it up but it, like yeah i can see that like, especially when you re-release something and you clip it and out. You, exactly. It, that like, makes people suspicious. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what you hiding? What you, know? you hiding? <laughs> what do you got behind you, that what tree? You got? <laughs> I always like to just dig in Wally's pockets. And I'm like, what you got in your pockets? What you got in there? Like, <laughs> do your stuff. <laughs> Give me your things. <laughs> he just said to me, too. For it's my stupid. trinkets. Yeah, my goods, my wares. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to talk about the Ouija board. Oh, hit me with it. So the Ouija board was originally advertised as a game to get answers about the past, present, and future. Okay. And was advertised to families and even more specifically like children, oh which my is God. super funky That's now. That's so funny. Um, it was released in the late 1800s and during a recent craze with spiritualism mm-hmm. and was sold for about $1.50. Okay. Um, and the only thing that's changed from then to now is basically like the cheapness of the materials now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so spiritualism was allowed to flourish in this era because there was no issue with the Christian religion at the time and spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, it was perfectly acceptable to hold a seance on Saturday and then go to church the following morning. Okay. Um, it also came at a time when many Americans were very eager to talk with a lost loved one, and many had seen off family members who went to go fight in the Civil War, and they never returned. Mm-hmm. It was also not uncommon for women to die in childbirth, children to die of disease, mm. or life to end before the age of 50, because that was the average lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were wanting answers about the dead. Yeah, that makes sense. This also came at a time... Um, where there was these three sisters that were called the Fox Sisters. Ooh, okay. If you've heard of those people. Um, so they were quite venerated for being able to speak with the dead through knocks. And it <laughs> turned out to be that they were just knocking on like the bottom of the table or some shit. Yeah. But it like came at a specific time in history where everyone was like, ooh, yeah. like the spirits, they're communicating <laughs> with us. Um, and it also came at a time when communicating with spirits was a long and deeply boring process. Hmm. Like because you would sit there and you'd be like A, B, C, D, and you, you have know. to wait for a knock. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. oh, that's the one. Yeah. You know, like, and a lot wait of people. To spell out a whole word. <laughs> mm-hmm, a lot of people saw issue with that because they were like, oh, well, you need to find an invention that will make this easier to communicate with the dead <laughs> yeah. because everybody was so into communicating with the dead at that so time. Interesting. Um, and the Kennard Novelty Company saw a great opening and just slipped themselves mm-hmm. in there, and they created a Ouija board. So the name of the board does not come from. We like French and Je from uh-huh. like Germany, um, as many people have thought. It actually comes from the I think sister-in-law of the guy who created it, whose name was Helen Peters, mm-hmm. and she was like this deeply respected like medium at the <laughs> time. Like everyone was like, oh, she's got it. She yeah. knows what's up, and so she did this like Ouija thing with the 
creator. Um, I think his name is something Kennard. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, what do you want the board? Like, what do we want this to be called? And like asked the board what they wanted to be called, essentially. <laughs> and it said Ouija, like, hmm. or I guess pronounced Ouija. But Ouija, Ouija. And they said, is there like a reason? And then the board just said, good luck. Ah, oh my God. I know. Okay, so it named itself. That's kind of yeah. awesome. Um, however, there's been some conspiracy around this because Helen Peters was known to wear a locket of a woman um, by the name of Uda, which is basically Ouija with a D instead of a J. Yeah. Um. So it was like the face of the picture of the lady and then above it, it just said her name. Yeah. And this lady was like a well-known like feminist of the time. Like she was a female um, rights activist. Mm-hmm. So uh, many people think that it just got lost in translation. Yeah. Um, and then also I just wanted to bring up that when they were in the process of getting this patented, they used this as like a justification for oh the Ouija board actually works whatever they said that when they took it to the patent office the patent office guy was like well I'm not going to patent this unless it works essentially (laughs) and he said that they needed to use the Ouija board to um, basically name him like say his name Mm -hmm. and the the thought was well neither of them have met him before they shouldn't know his name they don't know him yeah and so they used the Ouija board and got his name and he was like in tears and he was like frightened and scared (laughs) and he passed over the patent but there's also a little bit of like I don't know about that because Helen Peters was also like a patent like she was like worked in patents so oh. there was like a high chance she just knew this dude's yeah. name even if he oh didn't my know her God. Okay. so it's just like super <laughs> weird um so that's all I have written down for Ouija boards but I also wanted to talk about like what actually makes Ouija boards work uh-huh so when you have people's like hands on a th- like a you know what is that called a planchette yeah so it's not uncommon for people to unconsciously move things Mm -hmm. um especially if you're looking for a specific answer yeah like say you're like talking to your dead relative or something and you want to know if they like are feeling like safe or like if they got to the other side or whatever like of course you're going to be looking for an answer like very specific to what you want to hear and a lot of people will like unconsciously move mm-hmm. and be like, oh, it's moving itself. And like you f- fully believe that because you aren't totally unaware. You're not trying to move it. Yeah. But like your brain is just doing it. Exactly. But yeah, that's all, uh, all I got on Ouija boards. That's so interesting. That reminds me of, there's like an old wives tale myth is if you take like a, I forget what it's called, but just like a little like rock on a chain essentially and you oh. like hang it above your belly. And it's like if it goes... It like ca- clockwise it's a boy or like counterclockwise it's a girl or something like that but like it was like proven that it would just go whichever way the mom was hoping it would go essentially yeah i i feel like a lot of those small little uh wives tale wives tail thing. things are like it's just kind of gonna go however you want it to exactly not yeah. like it's actually gonna help yeah i didn't i'm not like I don't believe in any of those wives' tale things. And I, I always see so many pregnant girls that are, like, trying to guess their gender based off the wives' tale things. And I'm like, I would not have guessed correctly if I went off of the wives' tale things. But I didn't do that. Cause yeah. I was like, mm. Well, because, like, for the longest time... Well, because you're having a girl if, yeah. if you're okay with sharing that. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, like, when we were talking about it, like, months and months ago, we were so certain you were going to have a boy. Yeah, I was convinced it was a boy because I kept getting dreams it was a boy. I just kept thinking it was a boy. Mm-hmm. But And then I went through a couple weeks of being like, I don't know. And then eventually I was like, I kind of think it's a girl. And then me and Molly were both like, I kind of think it's a girl, too. And then we found out it was a girl like, yeah. a couple weeks later. Yeah. The but, entire time I was like, girl, girl, But, girl, like, girl. I mean, like, there's, like, uh, like, if you're feeling really nauseous, it's, like, and also... Not to just go off on a tangent, but like the wives tale things, it's always the bad thing that means it's a girl. Like if yeah. you have acne, then it's a then it's a girl. But if your skin's like really clear and glowing, it's a boy. If you get like headaches and nausea, it's a girl. But if you like feel really like refreshed, it's a boy. Yeah. Like and I'm just like, hmm, I just feel like it's kind of misogynistic. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> I think a lot of those things too. It's like, like of course you want a boy, so you're gonna be like, oh well, I didn't feel nauseous exactly, at all during yeah. my pregnancy because my boy is perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> like okay yeah okay yeah, yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. also ouija boards i i'm like scared of them yeah and i'm like not even like a like i don't even necessarily think that they like work right yeah but, like there's just something about them i'm like hmm, they yeah me. i remember me and brayden made one when we were kids like on a 
big car- piece of cardboard or something mm-hmm. i brought it to my friend's house so, and uh i didn't grow up in a religious house at all yeah so i didn't know it was like a bad thing in a religious household but her mom got so mad at me she's like get that shit out of my house now oh my and god and i had to like go and like throw it in their front yard and she was like you do not bring anything like that in our house and they were like oh mormons i was like okay i'm sorry oh, <laughs> i was well. like i did not think it would yeah. be taken that way yeah um that was when i was like 11 maybe yeah like our in general like the most of that stuff comes from like religious like backgrounds being like no yeah it's demon work and that's eventually where we get that like ouija like what's the word i'm looking for like stigma now yeah but it's not really a stigma it's just like that myth of like oh you're gonna open the gates to hell exactly. but like you're gonna if you the s- devil in the house yeah if you said that to somebody like back in like the 1800s they'd be like Shh, we're gonna talk to uncle benny over there <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny yeah it's really interesting how things have changed mm-hmm. especially like um especially in the victorian period there was like an obsession with death and the macabre and now like yeah. if you were to do something like that here it's like mm, not exactly eh, smiled it's a upon. little weird yeah. like why are you obsessed with death that's kind of sad yeah um eras man they just change they do it's weird all right, hit me at the last one. Okay, so this one, I thought it would be a spooky question. It's not necessarily spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's my question was, what's the most dangerous film ever made? Is um, this about that one with the lions? It is. It is. <laughs> okay, did you watch Danny's video? Yeah, I did. I did too. And it's funny because I had watched it when it first came out. And then I didn't really think about it after. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was like, the most dangerous movie ever made. That's got to be a scary movie, right? And then I looked it up, and it was like, Roar. And I was like, no way! Yeah. Uh, so Danny's one of my sources for this. Oh, um, that's so funny. Actually, uh, I'm, like, surprised, too, because, like, he, I mean, you obviously went over in, like, a commentary funny aspect, so yeah. I'm interested to learn more about, like, the <laughs> I mostly go over family. Like, the injuries in the family. Oh, God! Because, <laughs> okay. like, it's, like, a lot. Okay. Um, Roar was a film directed by Noel Marshall. Um, I'm just going to refer to him Marshall for the thermos of this. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and it was released in 1981 and it's regarded as the most dangerous film ever made. The cited number of cast and crew injuries is generally said to be around 70, but Holy it's believed fuck. that that number is actually more than 100 and that they kind of like lied a little bit about They're like, all of oh, it. 70 sounds better. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's so No, fucked. it fucking doesn't. Uh, Any injury sounds awful. Yeah. The movie follows a wildlife biologist in Kenya who lives in a two-story house with seven species of big cats. His estranged wife and three children visit, but they arrive before him because he missed a train. And so they were surprised to find that the house is filled with predators and they're terrorized by them until the biologist returns. So that's the premise of the movie. Okay. Not that crazy, right? No, I mean... I mean, like, Jumanji's crazier. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like... um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but these people... We're not necessarily trained. No, they weren't trained at all. Animal they just got a bunch of baby tigers and just raised them themselves. Yeah. Um, Marshall was most known uh, as the executive producer as The Exorcist, actually. Like, he was, like, a decently oh, known okay. person in the movie world. Um, and he ended up marrying a model and actress named Tippi Hedren. Uh, and after Tippi had escaped an abusive relationship, uh, the couple traveled to africa on multiple safaris and on one trip they witnessed a huge abandoned house in africa being occupied by a pride of lions and that really inspired them um like immediately they were like oh my god what if we lived in that house you know (laughs) i can't say that would be my first thought but okay um originally the movie was called lions lions and more lions and they came up with that (laughs) i know that's so funny lions lions and more lions holy fuck they came up with that name before they had even like written anything like that was like they saw the lions and they were like lions lions more lions i okay (laughs) no comment um and they quickly discovered that for movies uh if you want like a large beast in a movie like a large cat or like a bear or a wolf or something you need two handlers per big animal 
Uh, I mean, yeah. Which makes sense. That sounds yeah. completely good and safe. Yeah. Uh, it, Roar went on to have 150 animals on set, by the way. So, <laughs> so they should have had 300 people there just for the animals. It's just Marshall. <laughs> it's just, like literally just Marshall oh and God. Tiffy. Oh, um, I just slapped my head I so know, fucking right? hard. Like, this is insane. Uh, and then well, apparently a handler actually suggested that they raise their own big cats. So that's where they got the idea is like another handler that they were talking to was like, why don't you just raise your own big cats? And they were like, we can do that. Maybe don't. <laughs> um, and so they decided to raise them inside their house alongside their small children. Oh, uh, great idea. Before 1972's Endangered Species Act, anyone could mail order a baby tiger. Like, that's how easy it was to just get your hands on some big animals, you know? Uh, There's, yeah. I mean, I think the government spoke there. They, yeah. they knew what was up. Yeah. Uh, they began collecting big cats in 1971. Uh, the roars eventually made the neighbors complain. And I remember he, at first he tried to say that them roaring was just a motorcycle. <laughs> and it yeah, obviously it. didn't work. Um, well, I feel like if your neighbors are like, oh, it's just a motorcycle. And then they look over and there's a fucking lion yeah. in your backyard. They're going to be like, yeah, for sure. Because I think they lived in a relatively normal neighborhood like with other people nearby yeah um imagine being their neighbor i'd be scared to go outside dude there was multiple instances of them getting out and scaring the neighbors like one and the one that caused them to move was like a neighbor was like watering her garden and she said she looked up and saw a tiger like like ready to pounce at her like literally dude yeah and so uh they were served a wildlife eviction notice um which prompted them to purchase a ranch north of LA, eventually owning two jaguars, two okay. elephants, Alrighty. four leopards, okay, four cranes, can't have just one, seven flamingos, okay. nine panthers, ten pumas, twenty six tigers, and seventy one lions, and one tigan. One what? Tigan. It's like a liger, oh. but like it's it depends on if the mom or dad is a lion or tiger okay okay versus if it's a lion or a tiger i, I was like exactly. what the fuck did you just say a tigan baby that's cool uh the only animal they ever turned down was a hippo <laughs> i'm <laughs> Which, sorry what? i guess that's good a hippos are hippos are very aggressive well yeah like hippos are kill more people a year than sharks oh, do yeah, but sure. like Oh my god. Yes. Maybe say no to the fucking 71 lions? <laughs> yeah, or like the elephants or something. Yeah. Um, so they wrote a script and they got British and Japanese investors to like invest a lot of money in it. Um, and food was actually their biggest expense that the investors put their money toward because mm. the animals had to eat like so much meat a day, you know? Yeah. Uh Tippy started Tippy starred as the mother and their children as the children and Marshall as the husband. Oh, yes. And Keep it in the family. Tamer. Exactly. Uh, we love forcing your children to work and, like, live in a house with predators. Yeah. I would be interested in to see, uh, like, interview with those kids. Yeah. Uh, Marshall almost died on the first day of shooting. He wanted to attract more investors, so he just started a fight between some male lions and broke it up to, like, look cool. Uh, and the shot actually made it into the final cut, so that, that shot is actually in the movie itself. Um. Okay. And he was knocked into a pond and bit through his hand. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, like, unless you're brushing your teeth regularly, which lions don't do, there's microbes all over uh, teeth. And so I guess his hand got severely infected. And even though he was in the hospital, he almost died. Wow. Um, I'm surprised he didn't just lose his hand. Yeah, I guess he didn't. I guess it ended up looking like a scar that was like a big volcano on his hand is how I saw it was described, which is gnarly. Yeah, Uh, it's gnarly. uh, So they immediately had to suspend filming, um, as would happen many times on and off for the next five years that they filmed this movie. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Tippy was shortly after uh, almost scalped by a lioness. Later, her leg was broken by an elephant trunk, um, which is also in the final cut. Uh, and the pain knocked her unconscious immediately, and the wound gave her back black gangrene. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Uh, and the same lioness who attacked Tippy ripped cinematographer John DeBont's scalp um, from his neck to his hairline. Ew, okay. It was his first and last day on set. Well, yeah, because he wouldn't fucking come back. <laughs> and I guess after that happened, 20 crew members walked off in mass because they were like, this is crazy. We cannot stay here. Yeah. Um, Tippy's daughter, because I think uh, Tippy had a couple kids uh, prior to her relationship, and then I think think marshall had like one or two kids so they had kind of a combined family in that way um so tippy's daughter was attacked by a three-year-old lioness who bear hugged her from behind nearly clawing her eye out um i guess the claw had like hooked like right here like literally oh my god and she went on to have reconstructive surgery (laughs) um marshall's son marshall's son john got his head clamped in a male lion's jaw for 25 minutes before they could get it to let go it was just like stuck in there and they were everyone was just trying to get the lions to open his mouth yeah and john later went on to say that every day was life or death in that house can i also (laughs) just say there are some there are some families that they'll have a dog that bites their kid and they immediately get rid of that oh yeah and like i can't even say oh that's a terrible idea because like you're giving that dog to a better family maybe you don't feel like that's a good place for your dog whatever maybe the dog just shouldn't be with kids you know yeah fine yeah i'm sorry but when your fucking lion clamps down on your kid's head for 25 minutes and maybe you should reassess yeah like in at any given second could just decapitate him yeah literally. and it's just by the sheer luck that that didn't happen you know yeah like that's just yeah insane i don't know how like cps didn't get involved no in for this. real like ah it's fucking crazy um one elephant gored another out one cheetah jumped over a 12 foot fence and got away cool um another lion escaped for three days causing tippy to hire a three thousand dollar helicopter and gather 20 friends who located the cat napping under a bridge um can you imagine you're just like maybe it's like a river under a bridge and so you climb under and there's just a lion under there you know i would shit myself yeah same like that's immediately oh uh they let their neighbors come by because like some of i mean they lived uh like it was like on a ranch but they had like neighbors within like miles you know yeah and um if their neighbors ever wanted to come over they would like welcome them over along with the children and i guess one lioness attacked a nine-year-old boy uh who was the neighbor kid okay Um, just a question for the neighbors um what the fuck i don't i think they were trying to sell it as like they were like a sanctuary or something and so maybe the neighbors were just like okay i guess let's check it out and they didn't know it was just some shady fucking thing being ran by two people you know yeah um maybe you thought they were like professional zookeepers yeah i think that's definitely how they were trying to sell it yeah Ugh. I know. The only cast member to not be hospitalized was Kaelo Mativa, a native Kenyan who reportedly left the property when his scenes weren't being filmed. And there's a quote of him saying, where I come from, we don't come close to animals. We don't cuddle them, kiss them, or go to bed with them. And uh, I agree with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least not like fucking lions. Like, yeah. Like, like dogs are, and cats are domesticated. It's yeah. different. Like lions are not domesticated. Yeah. That dude it's was like, I'm here to do my job and leave. Like, it, yeah. And he's the only one that didn't get hospitalized. So good on him. You like know? he knew what was up. Yeah. And this is like literally just the surface of all the injuries of the casting crew. These were just like the cool ones I found, just I guess. Just the cool ones. Yeah uh yeah um they just were all of this to fulfill a crazy couple's dreams of living with lions and making a movie about it i wonder Um, if they got arrested for like keeping the animals later in life because they probably should have well i got a story on on a little bit of what okay okay i'll shut up when the movie was 80 percent complete a ho- they had made a homemade dam to hold back a creek running through their property because okay. they w- they turned it into a lake essentially yeah um and it had busted causing a massive mudslide mm. slash flood that wiped out the entire first story of their house oh. hundreds of trees and the entire production's editing bay uh-huh oh yeah uh and many cats escaped during this including robbie who was the star of the film he was known as the gentle giant male lion mm. robbie was shot by the sheriff <gasps> when he was when he growled at them <laughs> yeah oh 
Oh, God. <laughs> and that's what happened to a lot of the animals that had gotten out because they were just, they, they would like, I mean, I think they were trying to give them a chance and then the second they like growled or anything like that, they just got shot, you know? Well, yeah, because how do you know if they're going to kill exactly, you or not? Exactly, yeah. You don't. It took eight months to rebuild. They had to sell their uh, valuables. <laughs> like, they literally were like selling their jewelry and stuff uh and aye, they, aye, to aye. replace all the trees because they had like planted a ton of trees that were like native to africa and stuff like that yeah um and so i guess the flood had wiped out a lot of them and so they replaced all those trees and a lot of the animals and stuff uh also tippy and marshall um divorced and they hated each other by 1978 yeah like, absolutely i'd imagine hate. so i i heard by like 1978 they wouldn't even give each other christmas presents like they just fucking hated each other like they were and over this, this movie got released it's still in 81 is when it got released so they're still working on it together yeah they were just determined to finish the movie and then like never see each other i again. feel like at some point you just say ah movie's not that important no man they were deep they were this deep already oh my god <laughs> um roar costed investors 17 million dollars in total uh bringing in two million dollars once it was released yep that's about right and 17 million dollars is 80 million dollars today oh my that's god. how much it equals um after their divorce marshall went back to making commercials because that's what he did before this is he just made commercials and stuff should have stuck at it and tippy turned the ranch into a big cat sanctuary where the cats were behind fences and stuff like a normal mm. sanctuary where she still is to this day um and marshall went on to die of brain cancer <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah that's not what i was expecting <laughs> that's and that's the story it of makes lore. it kind of sound like tippy was like I want to help these animals and mm -hmm. treat them like the big animals they are. And then Marshall was like, <gasps> you know, that like one picture of the guy like pointing at all the red string, like right eyes. Yeah. Like it feels like he's like, what yeah. if we made a movie? Exactly. <laughs> like I'm sure she's probably on board at the beginning, but after a while she's like, uh, uh -huh. fucking biting my kid's head off. Yeah. Like maybe we should not. And I didn't get into it as much. Like I didn't write as much about it because I didn't want this to be super long, but I guess the, the abusive relationship that Tippy was in, um, um, before like directly before she got with Marshall yeah. was like with a movie producer who was like trying to like abuse her and like put her in movies and stuff and it was like really really bad and he was like physically abusive gotcha. and so and then she immediately got with Marshall after who's that, another producer who's, yeah exactly but um but I guess she said that like with Marshall she at least felt like like safe knowing that like he wasn't gonna be the one hurting her and that like the lions she felt like was like a lesser of the evils I guess of like <sighs> danger I know it's kind of strange but I guess that made a big difference on her decision to get with him I don't know yeah okay well mm -hmm. he's dead of brain cancer so it doesn't really matter anyways <laughs> yeah. does it yeah it still sucks but mm -hmm. Damn, I'm surprised a lion didn't kill him. I was going to be honest. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. But um, there was like a quote from someone who worked on the movie who was like, yeah, I'm just surprised no one died. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I'm surprised that the only things that like came out of that movie were like just mild, like tons of injuries. Yeah. But like all injuries that were like obviously you could live through i guess yeah like none i mean i guess there was a ton of people that almost died but yeah. like none of them died died so. none of them actually was died. it even real not that kidding. we know of yeah so um that's my last one of the scariest dangerous movie ever made not scary unless you're really scared of lions then i bet it's really scary to you i am terrified <laughs> <laughs> no not really but yeah no i can't say i would ever uh just you know go up to a lion and be like what's up no, i love lions when there's a fence in between us yeah super cool <laughs> really love, love that, that. Mm -hmm. love when they can't attack me love when they aren't even aware of my presence yeah you know? they shouldn't be aware of my presence no i never want a lion to look me in the eye yeah <laughs> dude my dog is crazy enough i cannot imagine trying to deal with a lion like yeah and well, i have a domesticated like, dog who's yeah like 80 pounds that's another thing too is like they're not domesticated so they're not like i don't know used to humans mm -mm. even regardless if you raise them or not like they're they haven't yeah. been raised by humans for generations no, you know so they will always have the instinct of like being rough and aggressive and you know killing yeah. shit you know yeah like and, i mean uh, even domesticated dogs like there are still dogs that turn yeah. out to be very aggressive you yeah know? like obviously domestication isn't perfect <laughs> no 
exactly and two like humans like will sometimes breed in certain traits if they yeah. want them, like aggressiveness or whatever but yeah like, or the opposite of mm-hmm. like like with golden retrievers like super, non-aggressiveness yeah super tame yeah oh my god okay well that's solidified the fact that i'm never getting a tiger or a lion or a bear on mine dude wall he's joking but wally always tells me he wants to get a pet bear and i'm always like wally they belong in nature they don't belong in our house and i know he's listening to this right now and he's gonna be butthurt because he's like i want a pet bear <laughs> if we get a sun bear it's not that much bigger than oh nova my God. I, dude i hear it all the time because he loves bears they're his favorite animal ever bears are cute but so is my face yeah you know right I mean? try I not know. to get bit I tell him he can befriend the local bears when we live in the middle of the forest. Yeah, there you go. He can uh, go out with some meat and (laughs) (laughs) proffer his wisdom to the bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Don't befriend big animals. No, leave that to the big animals. They are totally happy without knowing you. Let me just put it out there. (laughs) They're totally happy without (laughs) knowing you. They don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) They've had plenty of humans disrupt their life. Yeah, they don't need any more. They actually deserve for you to shut the fuck up and, and leave, uh, them alone. leave them alone and never look at them yeah <laughs> i agree thank you you know the only exception i'll say though is wildlife photographers they're so fucking cool i know Have well you, that's different i feel it like totally because they try to blend in and like and not not disrupt. disturb or disrupt yes, exactly yeah oh i follow this one girl on instagram that's like a wildlife photographer and she, it's so cool like the stuff that she does i'm just like wow yeah, i love the I ones love where it. it's like somebody is like videoing and somebody's photographing or whatever right and it's like the photographer has like a, a fox on their yeah, head or something and they're like, just like a ridiculous costume <laughs> no not even a costume just like the the fox or something will come up and just lay oh, on them oh yeah yeah because they're just like blending in so well and they're like and they're just like ah and they're like trying not to move and and they're just like their friend is like i love that it's so funny (laughs) yeah i've seen like pictures of like these people trying to get pictures of these certain cranes and so they were in like this tent that was like like this tiny like barely one person can fit in it tent with like the camera at like the beak and it just looked like a shitty crane but it worked did it yeah oh my god that's funny it's so ridiculous (laughs) wildlife photographers keep doing your thing we love to see it Um, and that's our spooky episode, baby. Yes, it is. Ooh. Hope you enjoyed. Um, eat a ton of candy, but not so much you throw up. If Please you don't know do what that. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, stay safe. Uh, don't eat candy that looks like it's been opened. That's yeah. Oh, also, if it's a brand you don't recognize, you Just know, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah. You know, um, not the vibes. or if somebody gives you something weird, I've had some people give me some weird things. Just don't, just eat, don't it. eat it. When I was a kid, we would go to like rich neighborhoods because they got the best candy, you know? Mm-hmm. Less yeah, actually, that's been- the pro tip. Go to the <laughs> richest neighborhood. You, you know what? Pretend you are a small medieval peasant yeah. and go knock on oh the wealthy God. people's doors <laughs> and pretend that you will pray for their dead uncle and ask them for the king size candy bar maybe perform them a little trick do a little jig a little jig perform them a dance with mm-hmm. your friends while you wear the skin of a lion yeah that's the only way mm-hmm. maybe a bear maybe a bear um <laughs> anyways that's it from us happy yeah. halloween or if you don't celebrate halloween happy samhain happy uh happy end of october end of october of november happy um, fall time baby yes it is it is fall season. <laughs> Eat an apple. It'll be Thanksgiving before um, we know it. I snort a turkey leg. Snort a whole turkey leg. Do a line of turkey legs. Oh, I can't wait for turkey and potatoes. Oh, God, I'm so I'm excited. I'm like foaming at the mouth. Me too. I love Thanksgiving. Um, maybe send us your spookiest fact. I don't okay. know. Or your spookiest story. You got a yeah. ghost story? I love go- ghost oh, stories. I love ghost stories. We'll catch you on the flip side, y'all. Ta-ta! Bye! Oh, wait. <gasps> Like, subscribe, follow. Instagram, um, what Instagram, keeps us up at night pod. Yep. Email us at waquan at gmail.com, right? Cool, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. W-K-U-U-A-N. Yes. Uh, to use like a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Give us a rating on Spotify, For please. the love of God. I'm, I'm going to cry if you. I open this I'm again. I'm literally... Be- oh, no. You can't look at the Apple one, Megan. It's so sad every time. I'm doing it. Oh. I'm doing it. Oh. I hate it every I single time. It. It's just so sad. Every single time I look at it, it gets really sad. I know. It just gets longer and longer since the last one. Well, we have five ratings. Okay. Just only one review. 
Just one review. So, but all of the ratings are five. Okay. So I guess that's pretty good. That's so pretty good. Thank you so fucking much. Thank you. Um, and that is all. And that's all. We'll catch you later. Now, ta-ta. Ta-ta. Oh.